Halo podcast number five today on Sunday at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm sick in the head. I am Psycho Vandal. I'm in style 76. And I am Zero Pain. What's up? So really quick before we get into any mobile games or all the other stuff we love to talk about, um, I'd like to kind of highlight a couple of things going on in the community right now. Um, the flag tournament is one of them. Fight like a girl. Um... Basically, it's a Halo Reach tournament that helps raise money and awareness for breast and cervical cervical cancer research. So if you guys want to participate in that tournament, it's going on October 23rd and the 24th on Xbox Live. And you can find out more information about it by going to flagtournament.com. John, you want to take it from there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be joining Extra Life. Uh, put together by Sarcastic Gamer. Uh, that's going to be taking place October 16th. Um, Extra Life benefits children's, uh, children's Miracle Network hospitals. That one's a 24-hour tournament, right? Yep. Not tournament, but like a... a marathon. Yeah, it's just a, a gaming marathon. marathon. I guess you have to get sponsors, right, for being uh, part of the marathon? Yeah, th- we didn't... Okay, last year we didn't do it, but we did it the year before, right? Yep. Okay. But, yeah. We will no, have actually, our own page. I think last year we'll... we did do it because we got t-shirts. Oh, that's right. We did. Man. And this Shane year. donated like $1,000. <laughs> no, it was like 200 and some dollars. It was 1000 <laughs> Yeah, Shane, Shane made the biggest contribution. Wow. No, it was more than that, dude, because I think you donated like... <laughs> 200 to John and 200 to me, so. It was a lot, but it wasn't a thousand. It was, <laughs> right, it was, <laughs> I would require a little more uh, payback for a thousand. <laughs> it's alright, Shane loves kids. No, I don't. <laughs> you can't prove that. Okay, how about Shane loves gaming? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh all right, so moving on to mobile games. Wait, hold on, really quick. Did you even like state a URL where people could find out more no, info about Extra Life? Well, it's a freaking crazy URL. You suck at this, I'll John. just say we'll just put a freaking link on the on the the post. Because All right, we'll have we're ha- we will have a link to the Extra Life page on Ami. Um, all right, moving on to mobile games. You first. You've been playing the heck out of them. Okay, this is this is a totally old game, and I actually originally heard about it from Shane, so I think we'll let Shane kind of walk, <laughs> walk us through that one. Uh, which game are we talking about? <laughs> Robot Unicorn Attack. Oh, Robot Unicorn Attack. That game is awesome. It, uh, <laughs> it was made by Adult Swim, and it came out a while ago. But uh, you ever played the, uh, the Flash game where... You're a helicopter, and the whole point is to see how long you can go on without crashing into the wall. Like, you click, and it goes up, and you let go, and it goes down. It's kind of like that game, but 
instead of horizontally. Avoiding, <laughs> it, instead of avoiding walls, you're plowing through them with this robotic unicorn who leaves a trail of rainbows. And <laughs> and the music in the background, it's playing to Erasure's uh, Always, which is an awesome song, even though the, the dude's like flamboyantly gay as hell, but the song is amazing. Hey, there's nothing wrong with gay people. There's not, except for, you know, that dude, but it was an awesome, <laughs> it's an awesome song. It's really funny. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with the dude, just the music video. The Yes, the music video. Was, <laughs> I mean, if you watch his creepy. other music videos, yeah, make sure know, just as bad. Make sure we have a link to that music video, too. I want yeah, to we'll, we'll post that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and I'm, we'll also post a link to the Flash site. I mean, I got nothing wrong with gay people, but, like, if you're going to prance around in high heels and short shorts and, you know, wear lipstick, to at least, you know, it, have the body for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, man. I think that's the well, last I guess time the I'm going to let well, Shane discuss again. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Another point that we want to get to is Robot Unicorn Attack is not only just a Flash game, but it's made its way to the iPhone and iPad. And it's actually on sale. I think originally it was like being sold for two ninety nine, and as much as I wanted it, I couldn't be bothered to pay two ninety nine for it. Not that it wasn't worth it, but at the time I just didn't have it. And so I don't know why I recently looked it up, but I was like ninety nine cents, hell yeah! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started playing it, and like in the middle of the night, I was texting Shane <laughs> like the lyrics to the song. <laughs> I had to stop and think about it for a second. I'm like, why does this line sound so familiar? They're like, oh, she must be playing Robot Unicorn today. <laughs> or listening to the music video. So, you know, they also have it on Facebook now. So if you want to <laughs> if you want to play Robot Unicorn Attack on Facebook, it's uh it's available and it's fun. So if you haven't already seen it, definitely check it out. Um, what's the next mobile game on the agenda? Pocket Frogs. Oh, that's all you. Yeah, I guess. I'm the only one that's been playing it. Uh, actually, AJ's well, been AJ. tearing it up. Uh, he loves it. Well, Pocket Frogs is uh, actually a little bit harder to explain. It's a bit like Pokemon, I should say. I really can't think about it. Um, <laughs> there are a multitude of colors of frogs and... um maybe 10 to 20 different species. I guess as you progress through the game, you get uh, more and more species. It, basically, it's a collection game. Uh, you breed frogs to make different colors, different species, and the, each frog can have two different colors. So as as well as it being, you know, it's not just one color and one species, and then you have that, you know, that one marked. It's one color and then a, a secondary color, which ends up, you know, you can end up with thousands and thousands of different types of frogs. But it's, uh, I don't even know why I got addicted to it. It's, yeah, it I was really surprised to see you, and... see you playing that at all. And what's the real goal? To collect as many different kinds of frogs as possible? Well, there's so many different types of frogs. And then there's, like, they give you a list of challenges to do. Like, you have to have this type of frog with this type of frog in the same habitat. And uh, you have one, you start off with I think one or two habitats, and you work your way up. You buy more habitats, and you can uh, skin them with a different background. You can throw scenery in the habitat to make the frogs happier. Um, you take the frog to the ponds and and help it catch flies to tame it so you can breed it. It's a uh, Godix experience. I get what is it a um, a player investment? So as you 
progress and experience, you unlock more stuff. So, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Would you if say... If you've got the time to put into it, really, because it, it, it is very time-consuming. I actually let AJ play a lot of the stuff, so I didn't have to. Wow, what a cheater. Yeah, and he seemed, no, well, he seemed to love dude, it, though. he loves it. He, he loves it. a lot of time on it. I think AJ just wants an iPhone. Yo, he'll find himself a frog that he likes. He's like, can I have that frog? Can I have that frog? Can I have that frog? And I was like, go ahead. And he'll uh, try to breed with it to make the frog that he wants, and then... He'll just take his frog and go all over the freaking pond finding gifts, coins, and all sorts of crap. Wait, so what, what's that all about? Other than collecting frogs, what else can you do going, going around the um, pond? And in the pond, stuff? and in the pond, as you go and tame the frog, you collect flies. You know, you help it eat flies. And the more flies it eats, the happier the happier it gets. Um, once you get it to the, the 100% happiness, you can sell it for the maximum amount that it's oh, worth. Okay. Um, but while you're in the pond, you come, you come across other frogs that you can breed with that, you know, if the, if it's a, uh, a certain species that you don't have yet, you can breed with it and get that, you know, species, uh, whenever the egg hatches. And then, uh, the gifts you can find, uh, have random gifts in it, uh, like a, a certain number of coins, uh, a scenery piece, uh, a ba- a new background for your, um, habitat or, uh, stamps and potions. Stamps make it to where um, anything you find or buy, everything has to be mailed to you. And it, it, everything has a specific allotted amount of time it takes for that item to reach you. If you use stamps, you can get it instantly. And oh. then potions uh, grow your frogs instantly because uh, certain frogs take a certain amount of time to grow to their adult form so they can you can breed and, and whatnot. So even in video games, we're injecting animals with growth formula huh <laughs> yeah right john you got way too involved in that pocket frogs game uh well i mean there's there's plenty of information in it yeah it sounds like a combination of like viva pinata and pokemon and farm yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's what i was like thinking that. um and what, what's interesting about it is that it's got all that information and all that playability for free how they make their money though is that there's a, a pro shop in it that you can buy your stamps or your potions for a, a price tag, like you know, ninety nine cents for so many, or five ninety nine for a bulk amount. So, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I think that's it, really. And oh, but the weird thing is, once you actually buy it from the pro shop, it doesn't really get you any further in the game. It just it speeds up the process. But then you just end up doing more of the same stuff after you buy it, though, right? I right, mean, right, exactly. There's no real end goal. That's why I didn't buy anything. <laughs> Because it's it's all time consuming, and it actually goes by real time when it comes to the mail shipments. Like uh, I know a couple items that took a full day for it to reach me, so it was stuck in my mailbox forever. And you only have so much room in your mailbox and so much room in your nursery for you know uh, bread eggs. So um, that's that would be the only reason why you'd want to use those other items is to speed up the process. Honestly, I'll set everything up. I'll play for a short amount of time, and then just uh, I wouldn't touch the game until I know that I'm able to access all my stuff again. So you actually get a, get to a point during the day where you can't do anything else because you're waiting for stuff in the mailbox, right? And you actually have to wait until the next day before you can play the game some more. Uh, I mean, you can play the game, and you, you can do other things like uh, you know grab each frog and to make them happy. But I think that's just a waste of time. Uh, okay. Uh, as you jump around, you can get more items, but once your um, your mailbox is full. You can't accept any more items. Like uh, if you find something while hopping around on the freaking in, in the pond, you you're not able to accept anything. Interesting. 
Eh, it's just again, it's it's got a lot of lot of stuff in it. Uh, what actually is more interesting about the game is the achievements in it. Like, um, it's it goes it's on the Aegon platform. Like, um, no, no, it's not Aegon. It's Plus. It's the Plus platform. So it's a different achievement friends list and all that other crap. Awesome. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Enough about Pocket Frog. Too much time on that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just talking about that game was really time consuming. <laughs> um, okay, so Stair Dismount. John, did you get a chance to play it? I know Jeff did. For yeah. about 30 seconds. Yeah, that's all you really need to get everything out of the game, I think. Well, basically, I downloaded it. And, you know, there's something to be said about throwing a character down a set of stairs and watching, you know, <laughs> how many morbid? different places the bones break. Uh, you know, it, for me, I wanted to just keep throwing the person down the stairs to hear those cracks and see those numbers going up. Um, I played it for, for You're quite sick. a... Yeah, I am sick. <laughs> no, I, well, who doesn't want to throw somebody down the stairs and watch and laugh? And this is a way. To, this is a way to do it without getting in trouble. <laughs> so, you know, I had fun with it. It's definitely, you know, I wasn't unlocking anything. I think there was stuff that you could purchase. You might even be able to add like real people's faces onto the body you're throwing down the stairs. I That's think you can man, add like faces. I didn't get. Let's go to my Facebook page. I want to throw that guy down the stairs. Yes. I didn't get that far into it though. Um, you know, just enough to kind of rack up some points unlock a couple of achievements and then kind of it has pass achievements it along. too of course there are oh man it's i think it might faint, be on right? open faint i think yep. so yes <laughs> is awesome. there like a bonus round to once they get to the bottom of the stairs you can start rolling bowling balls and pianos down the stairs after them no but there's actually like different types of staircases that you could throw them down so some like are winding steps some like are really wide steps some are really, really high no, I, didn't, I didn't see an escalator. The escalator would oh, be man. awesome. You just keep falling yeah. in place. I think I saw a level that looked like Cubert's level. Cubert's like, level? You don't know what Cubert is? Oh, with all of those little I, of course I know what different Cubert glowing is. squares. I'm yeah. older than you. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> you said it, not me. I just don't remember seeing a Cubert staircase in there. I think it's, it's not a staircase. It's like a whole bunch of cu- it's like a, a giant jump of cubes, and, you, and he's at the top of it, and you throw him down it. Yeah, it's, it's like not stairs. A, it's cubes. It's, it's like in the very first uh, first screen when you lo- launch the game, you see that. Right. But I don't. I don't know. I didn't really see much diversity in the game, though. I mean, yeah, there are different kinds of stairs that you can throw him down, but and also different areas of the body where you can push him down the stairs. But you know, I. You push him down once, and he falls down a couple steps, and that's about the extent of it. No matter how many different ways you push him down the stairs, he's still going to fall down relatively close to the same way. Uh, no, you must be pushing him down the stairs wrong. I must have been, because, well, I mean, I, a... I would push him in the back, and he would fall down a few stairs. I would push him from any other spot. He would only fall down, like, one step, and it just wasn't very... Wow, you were totally doing it wrong, then, because yeah, my guy a, would always the There's a power gauge, step. dude. Yeah, there's a power gauge. Okay, yeah, and if I push him down too much he would only fall down a little bit if he if i push him down just right he would fall down a couple of steps but no the best way to do it is I to, actually hit to one push him to push him at full force from the top of his head i think i did that too but still i don't know that just sounds wrong <laughs> it just seemed rather boring there was one that i actually uh, i actually laughed at is that i pushed it at his foot like behind his heel and his leg shot out and around and he twisted up and fell down backwards it was that one was funny 
And did he fall down any more than one step? Oh, yeah. He had a, he landed all the way down at the bottom. Oh, right. Okay. You know, it isn't, and I don't think it's, you know, the idea of throwing someone down the stairs that's entertaining. I think it's just, you know, watching the physics, the physics involved in having the actual character move around and break in certain places. It's, it's funny. I mean, like, you know, the first time I ever played a Tony Hawk game and you would f- go flying off the skateboard and watch your body tumble and break in certain pa- places, that was always, like, entertaining for I me anyway. I don't know. I think you guys need therapy. <laughs> I remember right, when I was a whatever. kid I used to play uh, the NASCAR games like at the arcade and I would always turn my car backwards and always go towards oncoming traffic at 200 miles an hour just so I can you see the car hit it and do like 800 flips up in the air like that was hilarious you were one of those guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd do that in the multiplayer as well <laughs> yep <laughs> you know one dude always going the wrong direction down the track well, so something we did this weekend was actually go out and watch the new Resident Evil Afterlife movie. Loved in, it. In 3D. Um, Shane didn't come with us. It was just uh, me, John, and Jeff, and AJ. But um, I don't know. What do you guys have to say about it without actually spoiling any of it? Or I, I was digging it. I, I liked it a lot more than the, the previous uh, couple movies, I think. I think it was the best since, like, the first movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, it doesn't top the first movie, but it's definitely up there with it. I, I think so. I liked it. I know one of you said you didn't really appreciate the 3D aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that was me. Was you really... only, I only have really one good eye, but still. I think they focused too much on the 3D aspect and lost a little bit of the um, uh, quality of the film. Yeah, Qu- I agree with that The quality of the film or the quality of the story? All the above. Right. Because they just spent so much time focusing on... Try, trying to make that 3D aspect stand out, at I just kind of think it detracted from everything else. And it really just didn't blow you away to begin with, you know? Now, um, there are parts where it looks like, you know, Matrix-type crap, and there's a lot of those. And I really, really think that those have to be done really well and not so many. If you do a few scenes like that, that's fine. I mean, it's a cool thing to have in the movie. But if you overdo it, then it, then, then that causes a problem. I think they probably got, like, trigger-happy. They were like, yes, Resident Evil in 3D, what can we do with this? So they felt like they had to kind of do everything with it. Right, exactly. Um, I know I had a friend who said it was good, but he was complaining about, you know, the enormous amount of slow-mo, that there was just too much slow-mo. And, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, after seeing it, the slow-mo isn't really that annoying if you're watching it in 3D, but I can see if someone was not watching it in 3D how that would get annoying. Well, they, they just try to go from fast action-paced stuff to these freeze-frame 3D uh, scenes where it's just too much of a, a drastic change of pace in the speed. Right. Sometimes they, they get done filming and then they realize they're like, oh, crap, we're, you know, 45 minutes too short. Let's just slow down a bunch of scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know how like often that happens, but, but that's funny. Um, I was okay with... Wesker's portrayal in the movie. I know, John, you were really? disappointed. I was At the very beginning, I hated the acting, but it got better. I, but he was so Wesker, though. I mean, if you think about Wesker in Resident Evil movies, the Resident Evil acting was never really good. In the actual games, <laughs> That's I mean. That's the truth. It's true. Oh, so, it's so true. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they tied him in well enough to the storyline, though. I mean, they, it's, it seemed like they just kind of tossed him in there and put him in this, in this position within Umbrella without really giving him any background 
uh, with any of the other characters. Well, don't you right. think they like were the just games? assuming... Well, wasn't there a little bit about him? No, I think there was no, a little bit about him remember. in the last movie. Uh, maybe a tad bit at the end, like but an it end, wasn't like enough. Just a little, a little hint of, oh, holy crap. But for any of those people that, um, that aren't fans of the game and don't know much about it, they did not give him enough of a, of a storyline. They didn't give enough story about him at all. I think even for the people that are fans of the games, they especially didn't give him any background because the movies are right. so different from the games. Well, I, well, my point is, is that if you know if you know more about the games, then you at least know who he is and what what his role is, what he was to the company, and you know. But if you're not a fan, then you don't you, you really don't know crap. Right. In my head, I felt like that girl that played Kmart makes a better Claire. Kmart. I agree. Yeah, that was her name in the movie. That's ridiculous. Well, it wasn't her name. It was a nickname they gave her yeah. because all of her clothes was from Kmart. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I'm like, if she just <laughs> chose Kmart as her nickname for no reason, <laughs> that'd just be retarded. But who was the Claire? I don't know the actress's name. And I'm Allie sorry Larder. for that. Yeah. Um, Allie yeah, Larder. Who, she was like Nikki in Heroes, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. She's got she a few just, other roles elsewhere, too. I don't, she didn't I do it for me as Claire. No, because um, Claire, Claire in the game does not she look was, like that. No, well, it's not so much what she looks like. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to find an actress that looks like a CG model. But um, <laughs> it, it was just the fact that Claire's personality was a little bit more like girly and cute, and I don't know. Kmart just seemed to fit it better, I think. But that's just my opinion. I agree. Ali Larder doesn't fit that one very well. I mean. I think they just they wanted uh, uh, the new up and coming uh, badass woman type deal, and that's what Ali Larder seems to be looking for. Right. All right. Well, staying away from me, like uh, moving on from the movie. Uh, John, you were checking on checking out Dead Rising. Yeah, actually, uh, Case Zero. Uh, it's Dead Rising Two, Case Zero. It's the prequel to the uh, game coming up. Um, I was told that it was supposed to be a bridge between the first game and the second game. It really isn't a bridge. It's basically just the opening case, the beginning to the storyline for the second game. Um, I didn't finish the first game, so I don't know if there's much of a story um, to bridge between one and the other. Um, The first game was Frank West. He was a reporter, asked to go check out this mall, find out what's going on. It's overridden by zombies. And I, didn't, I never finished it, so I didn't find out what happened at the end. But um, Dead Rising 2 is about uh, Chuck Green. Is it Chuck Green? Yeah. Chuck Green, a motocross guy, who... Oh, it's really hard to even open this up without giving away a spoiler. Um, Case Zero, he shows up at a town, you know, the typical uh, horror scene, horror movie uh, cliché. He needs gas. He pulls into a gas station. Uh, something happens to his vehicle. Hell breaks loose. So, um, without getting too into the storyline to give away uh, uh, spoilers, because honestly, if you liked Dead Rising at all, the only reason why I liked it is you know the playability aspect, but it got repetitive and I didn't like it. Dead Rising 2 completely blows the first game away. If you like the first game, play it. Uh, Dead Rising 2 Case Zero was only $5. So that's that's a, a, a bonus in that. Um, they implemented a new system with their 
weapons. Uh, instead of just grabbing any random thing and beating a zombie with it, uh, you can actually there are certain weapons around um, around town, around in the streets that you can put together to make bigger, better weapons. So that's that's a bonus. You know, it's actually there's a drive to actually figure out what weapon goes with what and um, and what it does after the fact. There's some pretty fun stuff. Is that the game that I've been seeing AJ play? Probably. Yeah, he's been playing that a lot. Speaking of AJ, uh, there was a little bit of discussion going on on our Facebook page about, you know, gaming and parenting and, you know, how we should teach our kids the differences between violence and, you know, violence in video games and that there should really be a lot more parenting involved instead of trying to put, like, laws and rules into effect about violent video games and blah, 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 blah. And I had started talking to One Arm Ninja about, you know, children and that no matter how, how old they seem, no matter how much they seem like little adults, that we need to make sure that we remember that they're, they're not little adults. They're still children that, that have a lot to learn. And I had a story about, you know, one time Jeff and I kind of took that for granted. Um, AJ had a DS. And Jeff sneezed somewhere near the DS. And AJ, like, when he was younger, I don't think he's so much now, but when he was younger, he was such a germaphobe. Like, he would freak out about stuff like that. So when Jeff sneezed, he was, like, he was literally in tears. He was like, Dad, you sneezed on my DS, and now I have to go wash it. And, like, we thought the whole thing was hysterical because we couldn't believe he was having that violent of a reaction over a sneeze. (laughs) He was, like, totally freaking out about it. And so a few weeks later, AJ and I are kind of walking to Barnes & Noble, and I'm just like, hey, AJ, I haven't seen your DS in a while. Where is it? And he was very hesitant to answer me, but finally he was like, my DS is broken. And I was like, what do you mean it's broken? What happened to it? And he was like, I ran it under the water, and it stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, I kind of had to facepalm, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was just like he was so innocent and naive about it that I couldn't be mad at him. You know, because I had totally underestimated the fact that he was so intelligent and, you know, he was like a little adult. So I was like, he's definitely smart enough not to do something like that. But the more and more I thought about it, I had never explained electronics to him. I had never explained that you don't run them underwater or that it's a bad combination. You know, so I felt totally bad about the whole thing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to punish you because you didn't know. But, and then I had to explain that you don't ever put electronics in water. And he was like, what's electronics? And I was like, oh, anything you plug in, that you power on, that you put batteries in, that doesn't mix with water. So, you know, you can't put your DS underwater because it'll break it. And he was like, okay. And I was like, you know, it, it was a mistake and you're not in trouble, but unfortunately we can't buy you another DS. So if you want another DS, you're going to have to save up the money to buy it for yourself. And he was just like, Okay. And at, like, six, how old is he? Six or seven, Jeff? I think so. I think he was seven at the time. Yeah, he was, he had just turned seven, I think. And, you know, he said, okay. And he kind of, you know, took on the fact that he had ran it underwater and broke his DS. And he actually did save up enough money to buy himself another one. So. I think you guys were lucky that he didn't have it plugged in and charging when he ran it underwater. He could have been electrocuted. Yeah, I, I know. I we're very lucky that 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 wasn't the case, but that's why I'm kind of emphasizing that you should never take what they know for granted. As much as they seem like little adults, you still have to teach them everything, and it's very easy to kind of overlook something, you know, like don't run your electronics underwater. 
But so that was my story. Jeff, I'm surprised you have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> I'm so, I'm thinking at least he learns pretty fast. I mean, once he we explain it to him once or twice, then he's he's good to go after that. Yeah, I'm still in shock that he kind of was able to save up $120 to buy himself a new one. He yeah, ended up getting the DSi. So that's what's most impressive to me. And, you know, and it's still in good shape, his DSi. He takes care of it. As far as I he's know. Even got a, he's, he's even got a skin with a nice freaking Zelda skin. <laughs> I'm jealous of that. I didn't have that crap growing up. Yeah, he, I had a Game Boy. Ew. I know, big old clunky-ass Game Boy. <laughs> well, so if anybody has anything else to add before mm. we, we sign off for the night. Not that I'm aware of. Um, just... Uh, join us for Flag and Extra Life. I just I just want to add that in this podcast, it's a special event. It's number five, and John has not said that's interesting at all. <laughs> he normally says it like ten times a podcast. Well, you know uh, what? Because you, you brought that up earlier, I was actually making sure it's, you know, I don't say it so many times. I said but, it once. Yeah, I heard Jeff say it. He did. He did. But John I'll let Jeff take it. it over this time. <laughs> Well, anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us again. We'll have details and links and videos in the post for this podcast. So um, if anybody ever wants to write to us with any questions or with suggestions of what we should talk about, you can do that at lastresort at a matchmadeinhalo.com. Thanks again. Good night. Peace out. We still have no cookies.